Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Hello, yes, Dan Arden here. Dan Arden has been summoned. Please, via the internet, we tell you to please listen to Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Love is in the air. It's not Valentine's Day, it's NXT Vengeance Day. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. I'm Troy, joined as always by Jay, Aaron and Big Tasty. How are we doing, chaps? All good. All good. I'm, I'm disappointed you didn't give me time to continue the Love is in the air song. What? You I just cracked on with it. I mean, he's already lit, lit You've already been lighting candles up. behind you, mate. <laughs> Pulling the curtain a little bit back before we start. Aaron was lighting candles before we started recording for reasons unknown, and he's still not explaining. What's wrong with candles? I don't know, mate. Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else in the room with you? Who are you trying to serenade? It's coffee scented too. Wow. Of all, of all of so the... have you have you just have you just shit yourself and you just need to like, <laughs> guys, the, the sky's the aroma. <laughs> too, too much iron brew. Have, have, have you got iron brew scented candles? Is that your too thing? Too much like iron that? brew. You're basking in your own glory. No, no, the iron, the iron brew scented candles are for the bedroom. Mate. <laughs> they're for, they're I'm for special. Buy some now. They're, they're for special times. <laughs> anyway, not to digress too much. Uh, we're here to talk about um, this past weekend's uh, NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day. It was a fucking banger, wasn't it, boys? Oh, oh. That, that was one of the best takeovers probably, for me, probably since New Orleans. Yep, I um, agree with you there. As an AEW fanboy, I am contractually obligated to say that it was terrible. Um, <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe they had wrestling matches in a ring. Like, what a way to rip off on AEW! Um, I'd say one, one star, and that's only for the part at the end. <laughs> oh god! So you enjoyed no, no, it, it, yeah? <laughs> it was honestly. I said, to, I said to Jay on the live stream. I said this is like the closest it's come to remind me of like old NXT takeovers back from like the the Samoa Joe Finn Balor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, it was awesome. And it's, it's, it's just no, no bullshit. No fucking around. Just yeah. here's five matches that are going to take your tits off. And, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's get into it. Although, <laughs> before we get into it, as always, let us know what you thought on uh, on social media. Where can they find us, Jay? Um, so we're on Facebook and YouTube. At, if you search Untitled Wrestling Podcast, you will find us. We are on Twitter and Twitch at Untitled Rest Pod. Um, there's a possibility if we've got if we've got enough time after this, we'll be streaming some Halo Four. All four of us. Oh um, yeah, because Daddy needs to feast. Um, <laughs> and we've just launched a Discord. Um, if you look for, is it Untitled Wrestling Podcast on that as well? Uh, Untitled Rest Pod, I think as well. If you look for Untitled Rest Pod on that, join the server. You can chat to us about all the wrestling. All, all of, it. of it. All of it. All the time. All of them. All the things. Yeah. Sweet. Well, without further ado, let's crack on. So the opening match is the final of the women's Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic. Dakota Kai uh, and Raquel Gonzalez versus Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. Yes, Aaron. Dear Kevin Dunn or NXT equivalent, please turn the crowd noise down because even when Dakota <laughs> Kai was coming out, I could barely hear a word that was being said by commentary. <laughs> that is one thing they've still not got on some things is the level. Like it's 
it's, it sounds decent for the most part, but there were moments where I was just like, I can't hear a fucking thing here. It's just a, it's a little bit overwhelming, wasn't it? It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's worth noting as well, in fairness, this is something that AEW has struggled with intermittently as well. So it mm. does seem like it's quite a hard thing to balance. Live audio mixing. Yeah. 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 That's it. Um, so just to take note, uh, Moon and Shotzi's outfits look fucking awesome. Uh, they come matching out of gear. matching gear, like the overalls with the blood on them and stuff. I don't know if it was homage to a particular film or not. I think they might have mentioned it on commentary, but it looked pretty cool. Whichever it was meant to be. So, it was quite impressive. Also, they, they had matching gear and matching hair colour, I noticed as well, which was really nice. Yes, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but also, uh, Dakota and Raquel had, like, not matching outfits, but they had very similar similar colours across their outfits as well. So it was a, yeah, lot, yeah. Of, uh, a lot of really good coordination going on in this match in terms yeah. of gear, which is really cool. Considering they were a tag team just thrown together, not an established tab t- established tag team, you wouldn't have thought it if you were watching them for the first time. You'd oh, okay, they're a legitimate tag team. Like they look cool, they got good chemistry. Um, unlike a lot of these thrown together tag teams, they were really good to watch. I think both teams in this match had some really good chemistry, some really cool spots in it. Um, so straight from the off, uh, Gonzalez just looks like a fucking beast, and neither one of them are managing to take her down. Um, and that was kind of a, a continued theme throughout the match. And they've they've built her up to look like that over the, the last few weeks and months and stuff. But she looked really impressive in this from the very start. She looked like an absolute monster every time she came to the ring. She looked yeah. like, a, a, like a legitimate threat. She was just, if you, if you like, you know, large women hitting other women in the face, then this is absolutely the match for you. This, this is for you. <laughs> yeah. She looked like a legit killer every time she tagged in. Mm. The question I kept asking myself in this match was, who's the heel team? Who's the face team? Well, <laughs> I thought that. There was a moment later on. There was a moment later where I was questioning and thinking, the whole you're match. meant to be the face team. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, this was kind of the blow-off for like, their little mini-feud they've had as well, isn't it? Mm, I guess so, yeah. Because like, Ember and Dakota have been feuding for a couple of months now. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, Shotty and Raquel have obviously just kind of like from the periphery into that. Um, mm. Obviously, from war games as well, uh, but yeah, there, there was de- there was a lot of like more aggression from um, Kai, uh, not Kai, uh, Shotty and Ember, but mm. then Kai was selling like a sympathetic, sympathetic baby face. She's obviously um, been watching some Charlotte Flair matches. Been watching loads of Charlotte Flair. Um, <laughs> me, me and you, Jay, we, we were only half joking that we might be getting a double turn, weren't we? Yeah, we were like, oh really? That could be a double, <laughs> yeah, like, that wow. could be a double turn here, and then. Raquel came in and murdered everyone. Like, nope, never mind. Nope, nope, never definitely mind. not. Forget <laughs> that. <laughs> Probably not. Raquel, Raquel's just powerbombed somebody into the plexiglass. Never mind. <laughs> oh, that, that's that spot was... where she just like, where she yeah. just like blattered shots into the plexiglass and she just like slid down to the floor. That was, oh, that was gnarly. It was like someone yeah. had sneezed on it and it just ran down. <laughs> <laughs> it was, um, there was that bit at the end, near the end as well uh, when we get to it, which I, I winced when it happened um, was it was this someone trying to murder himself again yeah it, no, mean... it was <laughs> there was a moment was Raquel, of that it was Raquel trying to do a murder oh I say shortsy done shortsy things and just went flying face first into the news table later on in the match like a mad yes. woman <laughs> like she usually does oh she yeah, missed it by did. a good inch <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's why the table fell apart later in the night Christ we'll get to that Jesus more on that later <laughs> more on that later um, but yeah a couple of spots near the start of the match that kind of stood out um, 
Blackheart hit a really good uh, like corner slam into a cloverleaf. Um, they then did this tandem like rolling leg drop, and I've never seen it before. Where they kind of, it's really difficult to explain the way they, they took a leg each. They took yeah. a leg each, and yeah. yeah, it looked cool. Like it was, mm. it just shows that they kind of thought a few bits out. It wasn't cobbled together. They really took the time to to have a bit of tandem offense, but something that was different. And it's something that we say all the time whenever we watch Shotzi Blackheart matches. She's got a very different style, and she's very unique in her move set. And this was cool to see to see that play into it. Um, and then we get to, like we said, like when they're being quite heelish, there was a bit where they made the tag and the referee didn't see it. And they were in complete control of Dakota Kai. And because they spent too long arguing with the referee as to whether they'd made the tag or not, Kai was able to then get over and just tag Gonzalez in anyway. But it was, like you say, the, the double turn wouldn't have been uh, a it surprise. It wasn't far away. Like it wasn't it was far there. away. It really did feel like that. <laughs> and I found myself kind of rooting more for uh, Kai and Gonzalez towards the end anyway. Um, so yeah, that, that was a weird sort of awkward moment. Um, Gonzalez hits a, a several fall away slams uh, on Moon and Shotzi. Um, there was then an assisted flying clothesline by Kyle Cool. Um, she was on the top turnbuckle, and Gonzalez was stood there, but like with her hand up, and they kind of linked linked hands, and she launched her over the top. That was pretty cool. Um, Gonzalez at one point bounces Shotzi off the screen outside, like a a bogey running down a window. <laughs> Uh, Booger. Uh, Moon then hits uh, a double DDT and then I couldn't quite work out what it was afterwards because I think I might have looked away and blinked to miss it, but she had like a DDT and then it looked like some sort of famouser or some sort of leg drop afterwards. Um, it looked, it looked, like a, looked like a rough rider. Oh, was that it? Yeah. Yeah. They looked cool, whatever it was. And like I say, like quite different, quite unique offense, certainly for her. Like I know we, we've seen that move before, but it's not something we've seen Sorry, her pull out. We now have to call it a rough card owner. <laughs> <Rough card on. laughs> uh, Moon then hits uh, an eclipse, um, which you think is going to win it for them. Um, but then Kai manages to distract the referee um, so she doesn't get the count. Um, Shotzi then hits Gonzalez with what looked like a sort of avalanche, like sliced bread off the top turnbuckle, which is pretty cool. Took a bit of setting up. Um, and looked a bit awkward, but when she hit it, it was pretty unique. It, it, um, it was worth it. It was it was worth it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Shotzi then tried to murder herself and does the the dive through Ember Moon's legs to the outside when she stood on the apron and just yeah launches herself <laughs> into the barricade. Not so nice. Um, there's a, a crossbody to Dakota Kai on Shotzi's shoulders to the outside. There was the bit where Ember like shoved uh, Raquel into the steel steps. And uh, this, like, kind of end bit where Raquel's, like, kind of getting tucked down. It was almost like fucking the end of King Kong when you've got all the planes like, like, <laughs> no, the flying around. The planes. Like, <laughs> so, so good. Um, <laughs> yeah. He did a really good job of making it look like a beast. Um, yeah. I believe this was the first time you've seen uh, the Kozakai hit the chiropractor, wasn't it? Big I was just about to say that's was, that. yeah. the next I, point I, I've got. I, I popped big for that. That was uh, yeah. that, got me, that almost that almost got me on my seat. It was uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, Gonzalez then launches Moon uh, off the onto the ramp. Um, that's one thing I didn't notice until that point where the ramp didn't actually come down. It was just on par with the, the, the yeah. ring apron. I like, didn't notice at all. And I was like, oh, hang on, it's really shiny. It's it's not the floor. It's it's at the same level. Um, 
Gonzalez then launches Kai over the top rope, uh, and then Gonzalez hits her massive like chokeslam one-handed thing uh, for the win. It was fuck. It was a banger. So good. Yeah. Um, when she threw Amber off the stage, I thought she legitimately killed her. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Was a quality um, match. Just very very good. 18, 19 minutes, I think that went for as, uh, as an opener. 18, 18 and change, yeah. Yeah. For an opening match, a women's tag team match, considering week in, week out, we say when we see it on Raw and SmackDown, it's just pointless. To see this get the better part of 20 minutes as an opener to a takeover pay per view was fucking awesome. And it earned every minute, in my opinion. I really, yeah. really enjoyed this match. Yeah, it was yeah. fantastic. I mean, it's, it's amazing um, what you can do when you don't try and fit an uh, max onto a cut, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to the eventual um, Kyan Gonzalez versus potentially Shane Renaya match. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Shayna, um, literally, all, all she did as soon as as soon as soon uh, the coast, the coast of Kai and Raquel won, Throughout the night, Shayna was just tweeting gifts of her, like bullying Dakota Kai during a, <laughs> her NXT run. Oh, God, yeah, I forgot about that. When Kai yeah, was still Dakota, face. Dakota Please. Kai's gimmick was just a person who cries when Shayna Baser goes near her. <laughs> um, yeah, you were saying, you, say you, you can't wait for them to fight Shayna uh, Shay and Nia. Uh, Nia. 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 Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for the inevitable implosion of the, the tag team for Kogonzalez, Dakota Kai, where. Oh, Raquel God, Gonzalez yeah. just uses Dakota Kai as a weapon to beat the floor into submission. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, there the, the, the will probably be some form of an attempt at GBH when that does happen. <laughs> I mean, they, they clearly see a lot in Gonzalez. They're clearly quite high on her, and I think she's she's going to get a big push. I think she's she's destined for great things in, in, this, in, in this division yeah. and um, in the women's she, division in this company. She's basically like the she's just walking straight into the role that like Ripley picked up from Shayna. Yeah. What if Nia Jax put wrestling? What if what, sorry? What if Nia Jax put wrestling? Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she hasn't hurt anyone, so. Never. Nia Nia Jax tried to do Raquel Gonzalez just finishing on air raw the other week and like nearly murdered Dana Brooke with it. <laughs> after this then so um yeah first ever women's dusty uh cup tag team champions crowned uh awesome awesome match after this as, we um, then... as jay said during the presentation um nice oh, yeah, yeah. Of, um, william regal because was not impressed with all the confetti falling onto him there, there was a lot of confetti wasn't there was there was too much confetti, to be fair which to be fair I, I like I like that because it made the cups feel more important than they yeah. have done in previous years. Well, it was nice yeah. that they um, had it on the podium at the back as well because it really yeah. felt like something different. Like it stood out. It wasn't just it's at the yeah. top of the ramp. It was totally separate. Like, and the that first, made yeah, for a nice They did it in the ring, didn't they? The first one was William Moogle. Like, yeah, it was just uh, in the trophy, lads. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That was cool. It was well presented. Still too much confetti, though. <laughs> I mean, it was it was approaching like Blue Peter hitting the like fundraising milestone for their charity drive. Like level of confetti, wasn't it? Aaron won't get that because he doesn't know what Blue Peter is because he's a child. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Cut to earlier in the day with Pete Dunn, um, Danny Birch, and Only Logan arriving, and then we also get footage of uh, Finn Balor arriving. 
Then our next match is... So why was Finn Balor dressed like, um, sort of like the evil Power Ranger in his in his normal clothes? <laughs> what, with like the shiny yeah. shoulder pad bits on his job? With like the leather shoulder pads he had on his t-shirt, yeah. I think as, as we said, Jay, it was like when you meet one of the Power Rangers at Comic-Con, and that's what they're wearing. <laughs> 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 like it's, not normal. It's, not quite, when... it's not quite normal clothes but they're not putting the costume on for the amount of money they're getting paid so <laughs> it was literally like when they had like a bad power ranger and they were wearing the normal like day-to-day clothes but with leather it's like when Tommy was evil <laughs> yeah it was <laughs> <laughs> so next up we get Johnny Gargano uh, against Kushida for the NXT North American Championship and this match was fucking ludicrous. It was an absolute clinic, wasn't it? I'm oh, um, sorry. Did, did, did we mention that if you like stiff offense the first match, the match for you? Actually, no, it turns out this is the match for you. <laughs> Can we go through, like, after every match, what our scores are? Okay, well, so I'll give you a brief. Oh, yes, okay. So, for the first match in the predictions, so um, Jay actually went on to the last week's NXT podcast and retrieved his, and I added mine. Um, so, for this match, we had a 50 50 split. So we had two for Dakota and Raquel, two for Emma Moon and Shotzi, and the two scoring points were myself and Aaron. So me and Aaron were on one, and Troy and Jay on zero. Nice. We're off. All right, we're off. Um, Just to note, Gargano fucking loves Marvel, doesn't he? That Wolverine jacket was excellent. Big, big fan of that. You sent me that message afterwards with their um, WandaVision outfit that's been designed, yeah which is really cool. Um, yeah. On the way to the ring, uh, kind of out back um, in, in the walk-up, the way are approaching, and then from behind, from out of the shadows, Dexter Loomis grabs uh, Austin Theory, <laughs> never to be seen again. So Austin Theory is just, Austin Theory's just dead now. Just He's dead. Like... Well, Dexter Loomis had taken over his phone because he posted up a picture on his Twitter, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He changed. He, he actually changed his profile picture to Dexter Loomis. <laughs> <laughs> um, Outstanding. My only the, disappointment what was that really is... good. Go sorry, uh, what, what was really good about the whole like Loomis um, abducting him was when we were watching it. I literally was like trying to make out like who the fuck's that like walking walking with them, thinking <laughs> it was like a new member of the group, and then I was like. As he gets close, like, oh no, it's Dexter. He's about to murder him. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, um, it's, it's just Candace and Indy. And it's like, oh, hang on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, my only downside to that is we didn't see that. Like, no, it didn't play into anything later on. That was it. There was a moment later on where you thought it was going to pay off, genuinely, but it didn't. It was, I mean, it was still a cool moment and it was something we will talk about if we get to it, but it was, you thought, yeah. oh, this is where it's going to pay off now, but it, it, it just didn't. I think what it served to do is, so as part as what actually as, happened, as, though, I thought was better. Well, as the way realized, obviously, Johnny realizes that um, Austin's not there anymore. He sends, being the noble, brave man he is, he sends the two women of the group to go and hunt down the serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what that does effectively then is neutralizes the rest of the way. So it's literally a one on one match then between Shida yeah. and Gogano. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, imagine all the nonsense we got if the freedom were are in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> Total fuckery. <laughs> the thing is, yeah, like you said, if you'd have had like them at ringside, I think it would have detracted away from what was an outstanding match. And we speak about it a lot on NXT UK where the outside stuff detracts away massively from what's going on in the ring. Sam and- Bradwell. 
<laughs> exactly. And this match was absolutely deserving of it just being the two of them in the ring. So, yeah, it's a good good thing they weren't there. Um, so from the off, Kushida uh, puts on an absolute Matt clinic. And I'm not really familiar with much of his work or anything previous to NXT. Um, and they even mention it on commentary that he kind of got off to a, a shaky start, if you like, in his first kind of run there before he went off for injury. And we didn't really get to see what he could really do and really produce. And so I was really impressed with all of this really technical match stuff that he showed in, in the first part and the early going of this match. Um, obviously going to, to the arm all the time, playing into the fact that he booted it off its hinges the other week um, and constantly trying to go for that hoverboard lock on Johnny. Um couple of moments after this, uh, suplex on the outside by Kushida um, looked really cool. Uh, and as he did it, he kind of dropped a cheeky knee in as well. So he lifted him up for a suplex. And as he dropped him down, it was just like, just a brush of the kneecap, but just to let him know he was there. It was a nice touch. Um, yeah, this, had, this, had, this whole match had a feeling like a real, like dirty grudge match. Like these guys wanted to, yeah. they really wanted, there was a lot of needle, they were enough to hurt each other. That's it, yeah. Like just sticking yeah. something in a bit, like a bit longer than it should be or where it shouldn't be. And even like on, on submissions, they were like, they weren't breaking straight away, they were holding it for like a little bit longer, you know, yeah. sort of like eking out that last little bit of pain every time. There's a bit of spice to it. We oh, love yeah. that. <laughs> um, Kushida hit uh, a really cool looking. I've, I mean, I'm sure I've seen it before, but not for a while, but a chicken wing suplex as commentary and form, which looked pretty cool. Um, Kushida, Kushida just continues to methodically work over the arm in any way that he can um, with various holds and strikes and stuff like that. Um, Gargano hits a really cool reverse rope-assisted neck breaker, uh, which looked awesome. Then they start to trade roll-ups and pinning combinations and reversals for a couple of minutes. Um and then they take each other down with like a, a double clothesline with both men to the floor. Um, was that both... when um, the, sorry to cut you off, was that when they did the uh, really cool spot where they were trading Gargano escapes? Uh, yes, that was it. Where, like, like, they, one on top and then he kind of roll over on top and, and roll over. Fourth out and got it. And then Johnny fourth out and got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Awesome. That was cool. really cool. Um, so after they've taken each other down with that, that double clothesline, they're both sort of back up to their knees, trading strikes and just slapping the piss out of each other. Uh, then Kushida hits a German suplex um, and then a kick to the back of the neck and gets a two count. Uh, Kushida then catches um, the slingshot spear attempt uh, by Johnny and turns it into a bridging suplex. Kushida then runs Johnny's arm and shoulder into the post on the apron, which looked nasty. Really, really selling the arm on this, like, Obviously, it's kayfabe injury, but his arm's got to be fucking painful after this match because it was the only thing he seemed to want to attack, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of Kimuras as well. On, um, yes, got yeah. on his arm. He was really, he was really working. Like every, give Kushida credit, every single move, and it was really good. Like really good match direction, every single move. But it's the way came back to the working of the arm. Yeah, yeah. Like Super. it was always, it was, it was like a dog with a bone. It was just, <laughs> yeah. Um, Johnny hit a, a really nice twisting suplex off the top. So they both on the top rope, um, jockeying for position. And then, yeah, just, just whips away. Look, fucking, it was awesome. Really, really good. Um, they then trade off uh, various mat holes and reversals um, leading into like a Kushida grabbing uh, his arm, putting him to the R bar attempt. Uh, the trade off of forearms, both men down to their knees again. Um springboard elbow uh countered by a leg sweep um into the gargano escape that's awesome so kushida goes for that like spring back elbow 
off the rope. Uh, and I think he got it once earlier on in the match. And this is the second time we tried it. And Gargano countered it with kind of a, a leg sweep and then put him into the escape, which looked really, really cool. Um, Johnny then lawn danced Kushida into the middle turnbuckle and that looked fucking nasty. Oh, yeah. Really, really <laughs> nasty. <laughs> uh, another chicken wing suplex in the corner by Kushida. Looks great again. Um, then, was it a Spanish fly or not? They hit something off the top. It yeah, was Kushida like a hit. Spanish fly, but they made it so that he caught him in the... Into the hoverboard uh, lock, didn't he? Into the... Yeah. No, yeah. just straight fucking... Oh, just an armbar. Arm yeah. 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 Which he then had him in for a. I thought he was going to tap there, and then he seemed to be in it for ages, and it was just yeah. close and closer to the mat. Is that the one where he was trying to get his leg onto the bottom? It's onto yeah. the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and he definitely broke the plane of it, but you know, <laughs> just saying. Um, but no, that yeah, we we thought, we thought that was the end of the match. There, we yeah, were, we were like, Absolutely. yeah, it was close. Uh, both men then spilled to the outside of the ring um, onto the the ramp that's a kind of apron level. Uh, and Johnny's down on kind of all fours. Kashida disappears and I didn't realise where he went. Turns out he's right at the back of the entrance and takes like a 50-yard dash, like a full pelt towards Johnny to absolutely kick his arm straight out he of his kicks socket. his arm off his body. It's yeah, fucking yeah. ludicrous. It's, just, it's a straight like soccer punt kick. So, so yeah. I, saw yeah. on, I saw this on social media. Apparently that's a reference to a great Muta match. Oh, okay. Well, he did something very similar. All right. Oh, cool. Yeah, um, Jay was when it happened. Jay was like calling for it to be Loomis. Yeah, I thought because... I thought they were gonna have Johnny try and like escape and Loomis to like walk out and like scare him back to the ring. <laughs> but that the last the last like five minutes of this match were like so back and forth. Like it, yeah. we we literally had no idea who was gonna win. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Kashida sprints down, twats his arm, um, back into the ring. Kashida's got him in another hold. I can't quite remember what it was, but Johnny manages to break it by bouncing Kashida's neck off the rope. Um, a was little that, bit. Was that another Kimura? Might have been. It might have been. It was some sort of. Art. I, I always get confused whether it was, it was Kimura. It was, a it was an, it was an arm, arm based submission move. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the, have... if the hoverboard lock Kashida's finish is basically a Kimura. Yeah, exactly. Ah, okay. yeah. ah, fair enough. Um, then Johnny hits one final beat off the ramp, gets him back into the ring, hits it again, and picks up the win to retain. What a fucking match. That one on the ramp was horrible. Yeah. 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 This was outstanding. Um, oh, really, really, really good. All matches so far on the card. Yeah. It's just... I've been back and forth as to, out of like the first three matches, which one was my favourite match of the night. And that's not it. That's like, that's before I even like, talking to account that the other two matches were great as well. Yeah, yeah. I I genuinely think like predicting wise as well, this was the most 50-50 one out of them all. Yeah. I think this sure. was the hardest one to decide. Yeah. As well, well at the should, time. Should we talk about that, Aaron? Should we talk about that? <laughs> so if you keep for those keeping score at home, myself and Aaron at this point have one point each game Troy have zero. So we were again. There was a. It's just having said that there was a fifty-fifty split amongst the four of us for this one. Two of us had Kushida, two of us had Gargano. So it was myself and Jay who picked up the points this time. For picking jo- Johnny Take. I mean, you don't bet against Johnny Takeover. He's not in the main event. It's not the title. He ain't lose. <laughs> Did I say Kushida? You said Kushida. You said Kushida. I was convinced huh? he was good. They've Whoa. been building and building him up, haven't they? I think we even I, said last week on the podcast, Aaron, as well. I go. You say Kushida, I go Kushida, yeah, and you go, yeah, 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 Kushida. 
Because oh. <laughs> oh, I actually well. asked, like, because I was shocked that you said Kashi that I thought you were going to go with uh, Gargano. I genuinely thought I did go Gargano, but apparently no. Oh, well. <laughs> it has been independently verified by me. Uh, uh, that, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, current, so that makes the current scores Troy 0, Aaron and J1, and Leon 2. It's taken part accounts. <laughs> <laughs> Playing the game. <laughs> oh, surely, surely, Troy, you, you, um, well, no, no, no spoilers. <laughs> but yeah, so great match. Um, yeah, tw- tw- 25 match minutes, tonight, 25 minutes, yeah, just Jesus. unreal, yeah, un- unbelievable stuff. I mean, um, of, the, of them just literally beating the pace out of each other, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you said, if you, if you want stiff then you've come to the right place for that match because fuck me dead. <laughs> I hope they both got like paid for that. <laughs> <laughs> we then move on to the men's uh, Dusty Tag Team Classic Tag Team Championship final thing. And it's oh, between... well done, Troy. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it gets referred to as so many different, like the Dusty Cup, <laughs> the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic, the Tab Team Classic, the Dusty Tag Team Classic. It's just it's a tag team match for a cup, all right? <laughs> and it is inspired by Dusty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and we get uh, MSK versus the Grizzled Young Veteran. Sorry, who is it? Grizzled! <laughs> young Veterans. There you go. Come, can, I can never do it justice. Can we to be recognised. Can we talk about what he said, please? Because... About what? <laughs> Gibson's promo. There's a specific, have any there's of you seen this like, promo um, that they did, they did um, on WWE's like, YouTube before uh, the show? No. <laughs> no. Where he's saying, um, he, he's basically just calling it MSK Millennials. He's like, if it was a Fortnite contest, they'd win. If it was you could post the best TikTok video, they'd win. But it's tag team wrestling. <laughs> it's fucking amazing go check it out it's only about two I, 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 I love this like I've got this idea in my head now that like Triple H is just like super high on scout <laughs> oh, yeah. if, you, if you stuck him in Norris Green for like six hours you'd have a fucking field day <laughs> if you put Triple H in Norris Green for six hours he'd be f- filming the new episode of the Ross Kemp on Gans <laughs> <laughs> oh, outstanding Anyone's um, not seen the Ross Camp on Gangs in Liverpool, please do check it out. It's amazing. It's beautiful. I think it's beautifully tragic. It's probably the best way to describe it. Yeah. It paints our city in a terrible life, life, but at the same time, some of the shit that people come out with is just hilarious. Oh. <laughs> like the chief of police going here. Uh, well, it starts off by uh, not looking both ways when you uh, cross the road, and then you lead to knife crime. <laughs> I have seen that. I know what you're on about. <laughs> um, obviously, the natural progression of things. Um, but yeah, Zach, Zach Gibson does cut a, an absolutely fire promo, as he always does. Of course he Saying does. that um, they can take their flips and their spins and their green pyjamas, <laughs> <laughs> shove them up their ass. Um, <laughs> and he does the whole, the usual grizzled young veterans soon to be. I would do it, but my voice is fucking killing from work. So, sorry, guys. <laughs> it's all right. We'll get it another time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll double down on this week's NXT. 
Yeah. <laughs> we, 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 can, we can dub it in later. It's fine. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> so both teams get off to a, a, a fairly basic start, kind of show off their strengths. Um, Grizzled Young Veterans obviously showing off a lot more kind of hard hitting and map based stuff. Uh, MSK showing a bit more of their high flying abilities. Um, for the most part, it was GYV on top. Um, although there were a couple of moments in the early going where MSK looked pretty cool. Um, Carter hits a, a spinning crossbody onto Drake at one point, which looked pretty cool. Um, Lee then hits a, a spinning sort of corkscrew dive over the top. Also looked really, really good. Um, but as I say, GYV just from the early going continued to to, don- to dominate them. Um, there was a lot of really out. cool... Um, there was a lot of really cool callbacks to... GYV's uh, previous matches in the tournament where like they, they kept like referring to the fact that each member of GYV had like a sixth sense for where the other one was yeah, and like whether they were in trouble and there was a few things where like uh, early on where like MSK were about to take the advantage and Gibson or Drake had like helped the other one out and it was just well, very very well paced whilst yeah. we're on about that when Carter's getting beaten up in the ring and he's in the sleeper hold by Gibson, I think it is. Mm. Basically, the crowd's clapping away, pumping him up, eh, or eh, whatever his name is, Wesley on the apron, shouting at him, come on. Eh, basically, Joseph goes, Carter can hear Lee, doesn't know where he is as he's been turned round. Mate, I can't see the TV because it's behind me, but I can, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean... I mean, to be fair, we, we saw this this week on NXT, Johnny Gargano couldn't see who was talking to him because he was in a wheelchair. That so it could have been the same. It, it, could, it could be the, the periphery of the ring, mate. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, Grizzle Young Vets do a really good job of, of cutting the ring in half um, and just seem to have Nash Carter grounded and cornered for an eternity. Um but then he gets really, really fired up and something that you don't kind of see too often. I know we've only seen him in a few matches, but he just kind of flips the script and just fucking rages out and starts going mental. Um, there was a quote that I've written down here and it made me laugh that Barrett came out with after they'd hit a, a drop kick flatliner and he said, that was maximum skullduggery. No idea, no idea what that means, but it made me chuckle. Um, probably some of the kids talk about. <laughs> On the TikToks. Lee then manages to eventually tag in, gets the hot tag from Carter, um, oh. and just oh. went absolutely fucking ballistic. Oh. Just <laughs> offense, offense, Basically, fucking, and just flippy shit and yeah, over the turnbuckle swan time. And then oh, was, that was nuts. He looked like he landed a bit awkwardly on that, didn't he? Yeah, I think they picked up it in commentary. As soon as he done that, though, he ran back in and just springboarded and done yeah. a shit ton of kicks. He hit that it's like, like holy fuck! He hit that backflip like Pele kick, which looked fucking mental. <laughs> that was really really cool. He hit that was on that Gibson. A, it was like your book song when you're injured until you have to do your moves, and then you're fine. <laughs> and then and then nothing's happened. You're all right. <laughs> um, Carter goes mental and starts firing up. Um, Hits a really cool looking springboard cutter. Um, reminded me of Leon. Flying, twisting cutter, Barrett calls it. That's it. Flying, twisting, leaping, diving, <laughs> twisting, spinning. He hit, hit a springboard cutter and it looked good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, Lee goes uh, for a backflip palais kick again, um, but Gibson manages to catch him. 
Um, they then get a two count uh, off the Helter Skelter and 450 splash uh, kind of follow up. So when that happens, uh, Beth decides to say, we're seeing both teams go out there, go out their comfort zone. High flying from grizzled young veterans. Now, I'm sorry, but James Drake, I think, hits that 450 like every single week. Yeah. So that's wrong. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> You're talking pish. You're talking pish then. <laughs> <laughs> Um, after this, Lee hits uh, a corkscrew dive off the top rope for a two count. Um, then fucking- it, was, it was it was almost like a well, me and Jay called this. It was almost a spiral tap. Yeah, I've, I've oh really? It also was spiral tap. Which pretty much was a spiral, which was AJ Styles like yeah. original finisher back, yeah. back in the day. Ah, okay. But from back when he was young enough to, to ascend uh, the cover. Tyler Bate used it for a while too <laughs> when he first started. Yes, yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, okay. I recognise what you mean now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we get for me to fucking the, the spot of the match where Lee gets absolutely murdered by that doomsday device, <laughs> top rope, oh, suicide, clothesline. Fuck me. Oh, James that- Ray just sent the shadow room. Oh, that was man. It. <laughs> that was unreal. That was a that was a callback as well to him. Um, it was the move he hit to be um, to take sorry to take Trent Seven out of the match. Um, when they won the NXT UK tag titles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fucking mental. And considering they came out at the start and Gibson cuts the promo, just like, you can forget your flips and your dives and stuff. And they pulled that out of the bag to try and, to try and, to try and win the thing. Um, that was mental. It looked, looked awesome, but nuts. Um, but that didn't get them the win. The match still continued for a moment longer. Um, Carter manages to kick out of the tandem offense. Um, then Lee interrupts the ticket to Mayhem and then both nail stereo drop kicks. Uh, then MSK hit their springboard. Hey, I've, I've written down MSK hit the MSK for the win because that's what Wade Barrett shouted a couple of weeks ago when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they still haven't given it a name. It's, no, basically, it's basically a blockbuster heart attack. But... Yeah, that's it. But this one was a springboard one. Yeah. Which looked fucking cool. So they hit that. And they pick up the win. Another banging match. Really, really good. Oh, a really good clash of styles, like in this as well. Like really grounded, hard hitting, uh, mat based stuff and just mental high flying, like tandem stuff. Just really, yeah. really good. Really yeah, good are, combination. These are two tag teams that, that work like really well together. Like their styles are really complement each other. We, we said this yeah. on the yeah. live. And we say, we say this, I don't want to bring up AW too much tonight, but we said this on the AW show a lot when we have like FTR in the ring with a high flying tag team. It's that sort of that sort yeah. of like um, polarity plays off really well, and you've got this like yeah. this tag team almost. It's like um, Christian Beckham, they like trying. They almost had to keep a handle on MSK at all times. They had to keep mm. around, keep the pressure on. That's as it. soon as they built up a head of steam, as soon as they got a bit of momentum, they could turn the tables, and it was a really, really good dynamic of like them trying to squeeze out from underneath, like the, the pressure applied by by Christian Beckham, which yeah made for a, a, a super entertaining match. I, yeah. I hope um, that obviously. MSK have got a tag title shot now. I hope if they win the tag titles, the first few they get is grizzled young veterans because that'll be just unreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, just give, give us a run. Give, three, three, give or us four. three of these guys give all us, the fucking time because they're going to work together. You know, it's, it's yeah. fun times, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could just do it on main roster and give us them three times every week. <laughs> 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 yeah, awesome match. So, like I say, um, Really well-paced, absolutely fucking mental at points, which we expected from MSK. Um, 
but yeah, just quality. Uh, that went for just over minutes. eighteen minutes. Eighteen minutes twenty-five. I think. Not as long as I thought it was having because like when I was refreshing the Wikipedia page, I was like, oh, I wonder how long this match was. It went on for ages, but it, yeah, you know, it was it was less than twenty minutes, which shocked me. Yeah, they put a hell of a lot into those 18 minutes. It was, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. It was a very <laughs> frantic match, though, wasn't it? Like, mm. especially no towards the end. Was there. Towards the end, obviously, like grizzled young veterans were hitting like every double team move they had in their arsenal. Yeah, except for the tickets to mayhem. Well, that was yeah. that was sort of the, what they built recently. They were digging deep. They were pulling out all the stops. The only thing, the only move mm. they couldn't hit, which was the move that probably would have won it for them, was stick to mayhem. Yeah. That was the only mm. one they couldn't get, couldn't lock in. Um, for my money, stuff. I mean, we couldn't do it at the end. But for my money, that was probably my match of the night. Yeah, sweet. I, lo- I, love, I, lo- I, lo- I love my tag teams. I love my hardman from Liverpool. You know, you give me all that. <laughs> what were the scores for that then? So, if you, if, for those of you who are, so this was a little bit more, a little, not not quite unanimous, but it was it was very close. Um, so we had all of us on Chris and Young reference, except for Aaron who had MSK. Of course, he did. <laughs> but, but the reason Aaron had MSK. Yeah, <laughs> because he picked them, so we bullied them into picking them. <laughs> it was a foregone. So they were Aaron's pick really, the start to win the whole tournament. Fucking arrogance! <laughs> yeah, you all thought you'd done them dirty. So for those who are, who are keeping score, that means Troy remains on zero, Jay remains on one, and that puts me and Aaron both on two. This is an absolute shit show. I'm calling it now. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Bye. <Near the> <laughs> But yeah, um, very good match. Very, yeah, very was, good match. It was good. After this, we get, <laughs> and I forgot to mention it at the start, the Josiah Williams video that he introduced the show with was really, really cool. And all the references he made to the various superstars in, in different matches. And when you get the second uh, music video of him by the night, or song at least by him, which was for Cameron Grimes. And this was hilarious. Oh, it's so good. So, so It was good. amazing. Um, You've got the, the picture the, of it behind yeah, you. <laughs> the, the, sec- the second somebody had a screen grab of it on Twitter, I'd saved it and put it as my background to it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. Um, oh, it was it was so good. Um, I've watched it more than I care to admit this week. <laughs> <laughs> He's been, uh, been playing that stonk, Marcus. He's got like yeah, stonks. Got- <laughs> he, he got the doggy coins because he doesn't trust cats. <laughs> got nine lives <laughs> yeah quality no, stuff it, it was absolutely hilarious me yeah. we, well we were just pissing ourselves watching it yeah. <laughs> so, so Cameron Graham's new gimmick now is basically what if Cody Dina was JBL Pretty yeah. Much, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean if you haven't seen it it's on the YouTube it's on WWE YouTube yeah yeah it's, it's, got, it's, it's, like, it's like two and a half minutes long just go and watch it yeah it's like a whole music video itself it's not just a little snippet I hope that's his new entrance music. Oh yes, oh, because yes. it was it, because Josiah Williams was actually rapping over Cameron Grimes' entrance music. Yeah, so it's doable. Yeah, that it didn't just go. I mean, you know, if AEW can force a Snoop Dogg version to Cody's entrance, then you know anything, <laughs> <laughs> anything is possible. That's it. That's it. But yeah. <laughs> So after this, we get the NXT Women's Championship triple threat match uh, between current champion Io Shirai against Mercedes Martinez against friend of the podcast, Tony Storm. Um, (laughs) Friend of the podcast, Aaron. Honorary scouser, Tony Storm. Yeah. 
I've got a question. Yeah. I'll, I always say that, like I'm going to come out with something bad. Um, is this new music from Mercedes Martinez? I thought that. I've noted that down. I, I thought so. it was. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Mm. It definitely wasn't that before. No, like, it wasn't. Bef- so I don't know if she's came out with it last week or the week before on NXT. We've just not noticed it. Or yeah, no, I I think it was. Her ring gear looked fucking awesome. She looked like a fucking character out of Mortal Kombat with like the face mask and the big collar and stuff. Yeah, she's oh, she's yeah. awesome. She's Actually, really. Hasn't cool. she done um, cosplay? I uh, mean, uh, Mortal Kombat cosplay with Zelina Vega back in previously. Really, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. sure I've I'm I mean, sure, seeing yeah. that ring gear, it wouldn't surprise me. I'm sure I've seen them as like Melina and Katana. Oh, okay. That's pretty like, cool. I'm not knocking the music because it suits her way more than her old music did. Yeah, yeah. Like, definitely. Because our old music was just generic. Like, when she first came into the Mayhem class, like, it was just generic music. Yeah, yeah. Pretty... Default. But this is more <laughs> character. Yeah. So, to just, so, this is the Mercedes Martinez who escaped Retribution, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which she keeps alluding to in promos. <laughs> she saw she saw the writing on the wall there. It was like, "Now can I just go back to NXT?" I liked it there. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that noise. <laughs> Speaking of Martinez, um, as we get the announcement, like the ring announcer introducing each participant, Martinez goes, "Fuck that shit," and just attacks Eosharoy straight away before the bells even rung. The microphone's still in the middle of the fucking ring. <laughs> yeah, this um, Martinez has zero chill. Yeah. One one thing that I picked up on and I forgot to actually Google to check if it was right, um, was that Tony Storm's gear was either the same gear she wore in the May Young Classic final when she beat Io Shirai, is that or the evolution? same gear, yeah, yeah, or the same gear that she wore when she won the NXT UK Women's Championship off Rhea, one or the other. Oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Why the ones are shit. That's yeah, cool. but um, yeah, I just I just thought that was like a, quite a cool little thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, in this match you had um, a real. I know we spoke about that in, in the tag team match, that kind of clash of stars. But this being a triple threat, it, there's an extra element to it. And you had the kind of the the technical side. I think that Tony Storm brought to it. You had the high flying from Io Shirai, and then you just had the absolute powerhouse that was Martinez. And I think the dynamic worked really well. Um, it just didn't go long enough for me. It just felt a bit abrupt. But what was in there was was good. Um, so Martinez hits a, a spinning neck breaker um, near the start of the match on Storm on the outside, which looked cool. Uh, Martinez goes to the three amigos, which is a nice little tribute to Eddie. Um, but EO hits a massive missile drop kick um, from from off the side, like didn't even see her come in to to break things up. Um, Martinez is then made to look like an absolute beast, um, just taking everyone down, much like they did with Gonzalez in the first match for most of the early going. It was just all Martinez. Um, she then hits uh, a German suplex off the top turnbuckle uh, onto Storm, which looked real nasty. Uh, Shirai then hits the double stomp afterwards on Martinez. Um, lots of back and forth. Uh, we get to the outside of the ring. Uh, and it looks like Storm is setting up for a Storm Zero, goes to clear the desk, and the desk was not playing ball and just it collapses. Wasn't even, it wasn't even like she hit it hard. She like brushed she it. just brushed it. It, it was oh. collapsed. Uh, basically, they tried to play it off like Storm broke it because she's that. No, no, they said it. earlier on, I think and they then, said about the MSK match, they were yeah, just like, oh. And then 
Wade Barrett, like 30 seconds later, then goes, oh, when MSK hit it earlier on, I did feel it like wobble a little bit. That's it. <laughs> I was going to say, we've had Scotty's head bounce off it. We've had MSK bounce off it. Surprised it break sooner. <laughs> so the table goes down and then you don't see her until she essentially kind of just jumps off. But Eo has managed to climb like the, the truss at the side uh, and hits a huge crossbody onto both women. Now, I don't know if that was part of the match or if she just kind of went up there and went, oh, the table spot's fucked. So we I'm need just a sort of, spot. We need yeah. a spot. I'm just going to jump off here. Yeah. We we thought maybe it was going to be um, somebody was going like to splash, like hit the splash. Also, Eo was going to hit the splash onto someone through the table. Fucking hell, that'd have been nuts. Because the way the where she was when she oh actually she was jumped, facing the table, she was wasn't she? Facing Not... the table, so yeah. she had to like twist um Yeah, I did. Like, I noticed that yeah, but... it looked like she jumped at an awkward angle. She was kind of more to the side rather than front on to where they were stood at the bottom. But made the best of a bad situation anyway, and it was it was still a cool spot. Um, Storm then hits is it Storm Zero her finisher on Martinez yeah. gets a two count uh, off that in the ring. Um, Storm then hits a, a diving headbutt onto Martinez, um, but before the cover can be made, Io Shirai then from out of nowhere hits the moon salt uh, and manages to cover her for the win. Not a bad match, but just real short and a bit of an anticlimax for me. I was expecting a little bit more of this and it kind of seemed to be over before it really got going. It felt like so, it went into a sort of panic mode a bit after the table yeah. spot and they didn't quite know what was coming next. It sort of threw, it threw the rim of the match off a bit and I think I think it's so interestingly, um, first of all, like after the match finished, me and Jay were like, well, that was that was pretty short and then we checked, mm. we checked at the time, it was like 12 minutes something and I was like, that's, that's yeah. not long for a, for a match on this card. Uh, but then Triple H did say, take over match. well, Triple H did say on, on social media following the show that it was, it was a lot of 20 minutes and they had, a, they had, they were free to use as much of that time as they wanted. Oh, okay. So it feels like this was like a, a spot call on the night because obviously mm. something had gone wrong and disrupted the, the order of the, the way the match was meant mm-hmm. to play with the table breaking. It, it's cool though. That they've kind of like got the freedom to do what they want with their time. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. if they want it, if they want it to go up to the time, a lot of time they can do. But yeah. if they think, oh yeah, well, we don't think Mercedes we... Martinez has been around the. She's been around the block. She's a she's a long time veteran on the Indies. She's I hadn't realised that. Matches. They were talking about that a lot she's on commentary. Really and Shana, realized. Yeah, really, pretty yeah. yeah. So Mercedes is it? She's like a ring general. She can she can get through a, a situation like that with, with probably quite consummate ears. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a shame because it was it was a, it was a really good intense match for mm. the most part and on I mean on a card like this it kind of sticks out like a sore thumb yeah 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 as, as like as like a three and a half star match on a card of four and a half star plus matches yeah yeah do you disagree Aaron uh, uh, we'll get to it okay fair enough so what were the predictions and results of this one well there were some um, there were some fanciful picks for this one let me tell you <laughs> Yeah, people, 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 people booking with the hearts in on their heads. Um, so two of us had EO, one had Tony, and one had Mercedes. Um, and if you think they're going to put the belt on Tony Storm or Mercedes Martinez this close to WrestleMania, 
I mean, I don't even watch this show on a week to week, but I could tell you who was winning this match like before it even started. <laughs> uh, you did, mate. You picked it, didn't you? So it was me and Aaron who picked. Um, you see, there's a pattern developing here. Me and Aaron picked up the winner. Um, so that puts. The thing is, see, when we were doing predictions on NAC, I knew those two were going to be like, oh, well, if you're picking such and such, I'll pick such and such. So I, I said, firsthand, you, I, I jumped in. I don't pick like that. <laughs> I genuinely did pick like that because Troy picked Mercedes, you picked Dale, and oh, fuck it, I'll pick Tony. <laughs> In for a penny. What, 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 what Jay does, Jay makes emotional decisions like Tony can. Don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <Go> we all? <laughs> <laughs> so if you're wondering where the scores are, that leaves Troy stranded a long way back on Good the Sierra, C- 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 I believe, uh, Penta <laughs> would, would, would describe it as. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so Troy doesn't have Cedro Miedo he has zero points um, <laughs> Nil point. <laughs> then Jay has one and myself and Aaron both have three so at this point um, only me and Aaron can win at this point it's a, it's a, it's a shootout <laughs> so uh, after this we get a quick recap of LA Knight formerly known as uh, Eli, Eli Drake that's it, Eli Drake uh, signing for NXT. That's it. Is it was it Ricky Slate the first time he was in NXT? Or was it like uh, Slate Randall? Slate Randall. Slate Randall. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it's like a bad guy that picks off him because we did we did a Google of it during the uh, during the show because we were trying to remember what his, his name was. <laughs> did, did you notice when he said his name, he literally said it like he would say Eli Drake and Empire. I he think L E. Night. I mean, I think that's why they didn't go back to Slate Randall because it doesn't roll off the, hunt, the tongue, does it? Slate Randall. It's his gimmick that he's like a fan of both the Los Angeles Lakers and the Las Vegas Golden Knights. What was what? Sorry. He used to press a button in Impact. What did it used to say? Dummy, yeah. Dummy, yeah. That was what? it. Dummy, he, yeah. He, cut, he basically he tried to get this thing over like Stone Cold doing the what, but he'd say something and then go, yeah. Oh fuck off! Imagine, was, the, imagine deciding that wrestling somehow got over. Yeah, Jesus. he had a massive red button. He was doing it. Yeah, he was doing it on the pre-show in his promo. Wow! Like when he. When he came on, you just heard him go, yeah. I was like, what the, no. No way. <laughs> no fucking way. We're not getting Eli Drake. He <laughs> can Do cut any a promo, I'll say that. that. Fucking hell. Hey, he's yeah. a good promo. Awesome promo guy. Yeah, he calls, every, he calls everyone <clears throat> on a dummy and then he goes, yeah. <laughs> he's just, he's oh. just a very good obnoxious heel. He's Just de- wait, wait for that big red button to come out. I'm he's telling de- you. He's decent he in the ring, isn't he? He's decent in the ring, but his real, his real strength is on the mic. Like, yeah. yeah. Sweet. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, what if Ken Anderson wasn't 50? <laughs> Funny you should say that. I, uh, just before the pandemic, he was feuding with Ken Anderson and NWA. Oh, right. <laughs> so, it was, so was David Arketh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know a lot about David Arketh now. I watch the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> so we move into the main event of the evening uh, is the NXT Championship um, Finn Balor against Pete Dunne oh, oh. speaking of hard hitting matches yes this was 
yeah i'm i'm not sure i'm going to be able to do this justice but i'm going to give it a go but this was um, before you go in the match uh who's it said on commentary was it barrett or joseph it was one of them i wrote something down as in commentary see <laughs> yeah pete dunn has made a name for himself like triple h told him to winning the united kingdom tournament becoming the nxt uk champion now pete wow. dunn was runner up in that UK tournament the disrespect Jesus, of Tyler Bates. Come Tyler on. <laughs> Fucking do your own work. It was only I mean, a I'd couple like, of I, years I, ago. I'd like, I'd like to think that wasn't Wade Barrett. I'd like to think Wade Barrett had more respect. For I, it, it, it was one of them. I don't know why I didn't write it down. It was I mean, them, it but. would probably actually be worse if it was Vic Joseph because he was commentating on um, <laughs> NXT UK before the pandemic. I'd like to think that University <laughs> of Liverpool alumni, Wade Barrett. Would not, uh, would not make sure he's, <laughs> he, he's got He got a degree in marine biology. He used to live in Wavertree, right by Jay. He literally used to live two minutes from my house. Come <laughs> <laughs> back there. There's a, there's a park opposite my house. You walk across it. His house is the other side. <laughs> more you know. The more you know. So, on to the match. Um, I did notice on commentary they mentioned about uh, Paul Heyman sending out a tweet and saying he would be watching this match closely with, with Roman Reigns. Whether they were or not, I don't know. But it was kind of nice that they put that little bit of an extra kind of emphasis on the, the scale of this match. Um, and they also kept harping on about the fact that these two had never fought anywhere. Is is that true? Have they fought anywhere or not? I, I don't think they had, no. I mean, I've never seen them fight before. So. I, think, <laughs> I, think, I think it's one of those things where it's like they were just different places, different times. Because mm. they... they they often say that in matches, don't they? They're like, oh, it's the first time these guys have met in WWE, forget, like, but then it's Pete not when they've met everywhere like, else. Pete, Pete Dunne's like 10 years younger than Balor, so they probably came up They yeah. came up at different times. Mm. Like by, the time, by the time Dunne was making waves, Balor was already in Japan, wasn't he? So Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like... Literally, um, literally on cage match where I get all my stats, literally one match they've had it between each other, and that was TakeOver. Really? So there you go. Like, there's no tag matches of them in the same ring or anything. Awesome. It's just that one. Yeah. Wow. They need to have more because fuck me. This was an absolute fucking barn burner. Um, <laughs> Aaron's uh, disagreeing with you, mate. What the f- Okay, fair it's enough. Not, it's not his thing, is it? Each other oh, because there wasn't barbed wire ropes and fucking <laughs> people clouting each other on their head with spades. There wasn't, wasn't, your thing. There wasn't people doing 450s through light tubes. <laughs> you need 450s through light tubes, or that, that instantly adds a star to any match. <laughs> Don't worry, Aaron, I got you covered there, mate. Well, we'll get to, to yeah. why you thought, why you thought, think uh, at the end. Um, but I enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, in the early going, uh, Balor managed to keep Dunn uh, grounded um, for quite a bit. Um, they kept talking about how Balor was still worried about his jaw and you could see that uh, Dunn was constantly trying to go for it or go for the arm or go to kind of snap the fingers or something like that and this whole joint manipulation and whatnot. Um, but Balor did a good job of keeping him grounded in that early going. Dunn then does eventually kind of break through the defence and, and goes to work on the arm. Uh, and the fingers and the jaw, uh, all of the stuff that they spoke about in commentary and playing into that. Um, Dunn then starts dissecting him kind of in, in any way possible, very methodical. Um, 
this is it was really really good this was it for me it felt very different from kind of any matches we've seen finn balor in and i know that we said this before i think when we saw him against was it timothy thatcher did he face him yeah. a while back and just yeah. how he kind of adapts to the guy's style yeah and this again was the same like typically like balor's kind of like pinging about here there and everywhere but this was very very different um really stiff really hard hitting but very technical very methodical and really slow and it it took a bit to get going but at the same time it didn't disappoint me that it took a bit to get going because i knew eventually you know it fucking it would erupt and it really get going so this was a really nice slow build um but yeah dunn starts kind of just really dissecting balor um at one point he stands uh on i think he stands on balor's toe and they go to commentary and Barrett says something along the lines of standing on the toe. That's something we all learned as a three-year-old. Like, I don't remember ever being taught that as a three-year-old mate. But <laughs> depends where you grew up, doesn't it? <laughs> um, Dunn hits a really, really cool, uh, like spinning suplex. Um, uh, but after he's done that, he sort of goes down on his knee and starts favoring his knee for whatever reason, has a, a really awkward landing. Yeah. I think which, it was meant, make it look like it wasn't meant to spin because I think it was the way they were portraying it is it was meant to be like an X-plex because the knee buckled it had a twist in it I think that's what they were going for oh okay that makes sense now yeah so as soon as that happens for me this is when it really started to pick up pace because Bala then realised that they sort of of a chink in the armour and started to go for that and, and attack the knee um, we get a massive exchange between the two of them, um, just slapping the fuck out of each other. Dunnan hits a really good sit-out power bomb um, onto Bala. Uh, Bala looks like he's uh, puts him into I can't remember what submission it is, but he seems to be in it for ages and ages. The STF, wasn't it? Was it the STF? Um, and it looked like he'd passed out at one point, and I think Dunn even relinquished the hold and said to the referee, "Like check him, like he's out." It was it was a weird moment. It kind of broke things up for me in, in, in the flow of the match, and I'm not really too sure what happened. But Balor looked like at one point he'd sort of passed out, and I thought that was it. Like I thought he'd won it, and I did almost get up off my seat. Um, but then there was a what I thought looked like a low blow that Dunn managed to hit Balor with, but with his own arm, with Balor's own arm, because even the referee kind of looked at Dunn as if to say, "Why did you do that?" Um, so not sure might have to replay it might have to watch no, that back, did, that did a bit weird in the moment it was like is that is that okay yeah because the referee <laughs> like, even looked like he questioned it like you're already, you're already letting him snap those things you're already letting people snap those things which I thought was illegal in combat sports <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a very very close two count uh, when Dunn managed to hit the, the bitter end on Balor uh, but, As Jay said, is, is that the first time someone's kicked out of that? Like without the without, first without or second time someone's kicked out? Yeah, like yeah. Maybe Walter did. What Walter definitely in that mm. match for the title when Walter won it. Yeah. Possibly yeah. Tyler Bates as well. I'd say Tyler so Bates at that takeover match they had. Yeah, now in the UK tournament. Oh, okay. Oh, um, even then the takeover match as well, probably mm. as well. Actually, I think I think did name. Um, did Gibson kick out as well of it in the... Um, right. The, 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 everyone, everyone's kicked out of it then. Yeah, yeah. it's not that. <laughs> it's, it's not as protected like, as maybe we thought for. I'm, like, I'm sure hardly anyone's kicked out of it. Because it felt like a really big deal that Balor kicked out when I was watching it. But, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Might have just been the, the timing of the match and when it happened. I don't know. But it, it, it felt I special I thought you put anyway. them away with it. Yeah, definitely, same. Definitely the first time someone's kicked out of it in a long time. Yeah. That's pandemic, mate. Not too long <laughs> after this. You know what I mean, mate? Just in general. Just in general. Come on. Play the game. <laughs> Banner hits game, a really nasty looking spike DDT on Dunn. Um, yeah. Really, really nasty. Look good, but damn. Um, Upset. Lots more back and forth um, between them and then towards the, the kind of close out of the match. Um, he pulls out his mouth guard, doesn't he? Like Dunn's down on the floor and Balor pulls out his mouth guard, holds yeah. it up, chucks it behind him. It's a, a surprisingly heelish move from, uh, well, from Balor there. Balor's not Balor, 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 is he? He's a tweener. He's a tweener. Mm, everyone's a tweener. Wow, well, yeah. The, the internet ruined wrestling. I mean, yeah. he, he's overrated, but... It, wow. <laughs> Look at him. Ben's I love when, when he says shit like that and then he looks because he's like, oh, no, I said something really silly. What's, <laughs> what's the backlash going to be off this? I've been a dick. No, no, I've been a dick. It's a good job we haven't got a fucking comment section. <laughs> I've, I've learned the best way is just to let Aaron say silly things and hang himself. Yeah. yeah <laughs> he, he, looked, to be he looked more upset with himself than I did when I looked at him to, as if to say, are you, are you really saying that? He'll, uh, he'll wind up shaving his hair off again sooner or later. Yeah. I mean, I'll get on to it after we've spoken about the finish, but yeah. <laughs> um, I forgot to mention just before this, Finn manages to counter um, another bitter end attempt into a 1916. Um, and they're both down on the floor after that. But you notice uh, they're both kind of uh, clinging onto each other's hands in the middle of the ring. Well, like Pete Dunn's like, got him by the finger, I think, hasn't he? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. As, as, I, as I said there, uh, on the live stream, that wasn't 1916. That was bloody Sunday. Oh, yeah. was it? The inverted version that he used in Japan that he was told he wasn't allowed to use in there. Oh, okay. He also was definitely not allowed to call it bloody Sunday. Definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely not. <laughs> Sierra, after he counters that and they're both down, um, he holds on to the fingers, goes to snap them, and Finn's just like, fuck that, I'm having none of it. Rips the mouthpiece out as Dunn's kind of grounded. Drop kicks him straight in the mush, uh, then goes up to the ramp. Uh, sorry, not goes up to the ramp, goes up to the top, uh, hits the coup de gras, and you think he's going to pin him, but just for a little bit of extra nasty bite, hits him with a 1916 and wins. Oh, so this last drop kick is just the one that's so hard that Dunn bounces so far out of the corner <laughs> that uh, Bala has to go up that same turn buckle to. To hit the yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that was. I thought that, that looked really nice the way the way they managed to work that out. Yeah, yeah. It's quality. Um, this was a fucking awesome match. Just before we get to to what happened afterwards, um, like I said, I, there's no way I could have done that justice without probably speaking about it for a full half hour. But I thought it was excellent. I'm sure, uh, Tasty and, and Jay, you agree. I know you've got your thoughts as well Aaron um, yeah I mean this, 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 this felt like like an old school Kurt Angle match like it just sort of ratcheted up in intensity and sort of mm. pressure just built and built and built and built and built and like yeah. and when the near force came they were devastating and you, you felt every one of them mm. uh, and it was someone it was... someone on their Twitter I think it was uh, Josh Alexander who wrestles for Impact compared Finn's NXT run um, the same way to like um Eddie's in like about 2002, 2003, where he was like really building himself up as like a legitimate like top mm. singles 
And it definitely feels for me anyway. It feels that way with Finn that he's like, yeah. because you look at you look at like the difference between a good wrestler and a top guy, and a top guy is someone who you can rely on to go into any match, like sorry, a match with anyone at the top of the card, and go like thirty minutes and have a fucking awesome match or tell mm-hmm. at least at least tell an awesome story and. We were talking before about like how Finn's like adapted with every single match he's had on yeah, the takeover. Yeah. So like he had the one with Johnny Gargano, which was exactly how you'd expect it. Mm-hmm. He had the one with Thatcher where he like matched him for um for all his like uh, technical ability. Yeah, and yeah. he had the, this one and uh, the one with uh, Kyle O'Reilly where he, he went Stiff as hard as they were going fuck, to. Yeah. Um and it, it they've really I say they Finn's done a really good job of like kind of legitimizing why he was like the guy that everyone was excited to see come out of NXT. Yeah. Why he went why he went from NXT to basically being the the first ever universal champion in the space of a month. Yeah. Yeah. Because he really is one of the best like in the world like to do it mm-hmm. when when get when given the opportunity and the time like this. Yeah. He can 100%, yeah. He can really do it like no one else. Mm-hmm. Aaron, why didn't you like it? <laughs> I'm intrigued. I know it's that, not your type of match, but it was just like the. How long did this match last? Uh, Twenty five minutes and eleven seconds. Twenty five minutes. So, like the first ten minutes or so, it was too slow. Like I'm all for it being slow and building up, but for me, it was just too slow. It was too like very slow reversals into other submissions whilst being a submission. It's too much map play, I think, is the best way to put it. But not okay. even I, fast map play because Kushida I, done that against Gargano. I, I've got a question in regards to that. Do you think you would have enjoyed it more if Kushida and Gargano wasn't on the card? Uh, do, you feel, do you feel you were spoiled because, by that? Because I And the reason I say that is because I found the first like five minutes of the match, I was struggling to get into it a bit because Kashida and Gargano had a similar sort of match, but theirs mm. was like full throttle from the get go. Whereas, well, yeah, we're going to start at nine out of ten and just go up from there. <laughs> yeah. Whereas yeah. this was like started at one. Yeah, it, it was. It was very. They were very cagey with one another. Mm. Like, and then when when they did finally start like going for it, they were like really fucking going for it yeah and because it's an NXT main event between two guys it always seems to be the same setup of a very slow build at the start and then the last like 10 minutes is just full throttle like if you go back to any takeover in the main events a 1v1 it's the same unless it's it's the one behind Big Tasty's face ahead right now Oh God, yeah. <laughs> the, Gargano. Well, any other guy? Any, any of them? Where they just like the, the, from the fucking belly, was just trying to kill each other. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not a Balor fan, really, as it is. But this just seemed to just be slow and dull at the start for me. But again, as you say, that might be because Kushida and Gargano done the same, but ten times faster. So. <laughs> mm. That, okay, because that's as I say that the reason I asked that was because like I, the first five minutes of the match I found myself struggling to like, not to get into it, just struggling to really find myself, like mm. what, 
like holding my attention to it a bit um, until like they start like lamping each other and there's, like, ah. there was that bit. <laughs> I've got match starts right as my notes, and then the very first note I've got is the weird X-plex that twisted Dunn's knee. That's, that's when it picked man, up. That's when man notes start. There, there was a bit as well that really got me kind of like almost out of my seat where Pete Dunn was just stomping on the back of Finn's head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was horrendous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's just to put into perspective where my mind was really, is when, right. when Dunn's knee started to go, that's when I started to like, oh, Right, it's starting to go a bit faster now. We're going, we're kicking off now. Mm. Fine. Mm. It's, it's, it is easier, I'm not it means. Yeah, that's fair enough. Fair enough. It's not, not for not, everyone. I'm, I'm not going to slate it off because it was mm. a fantastic like, last 10, 15 minutes for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Just a bit slow in the build up. Yeah. Fair dues. Fair dues. Yeah. So, uh, predictions for that? Well, I know I've got no points of that and no points throughout the evening. So nil get plus, fucked. nil plus, zero. Eat no more, mate. <laughs> Behave yourself. I've changed my email signature. Come on. <laughs> what to a Troy Troy Grant scorer of zero points at Tigo Avengers? Eh? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so everybody Troy, had Troy. everybody had Bala here except for Smart Mark Troy, who had Peter. <laughs> Why would I? Why would I bet against my hometown boy? Because I had a bruiser weight top on it. Emotional, day. emotional decisions, mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, but at least again. I didn't bet my fucking hair on it, did I, Aaron? <laughs> oh, whoa! Where's your undercut, mate? Get that sorry, dude. Before mate, you I can do that anytime. I won't. I won't look. I've done it. <laughs> so, yeah. So Troy, Troy had Pete done. Everybody else had Finn Balor. So that puts the final scores: Troy at zero for the night. Um, Jay at two. And then myself and Aaron both at four. Oh. <laughs> what are you laughing at? You neat. Because I got zero. Hey, you get so, fucked. Right. So that, so that puts me and Aaron at co-champion. <laughs> so we'll have to have some sort of... Well, we'll have to co-defend the belt at the next uh, I, the next NXT he's event. Went, he's went from being the ace to the joker in the card deck. <laughs> <laughs> you can settle who's the winner. On Saturday, when we play Mario Kart, I said that they should do a head-to-head Mario Kart race. Yeah, 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 definitely. So, anyway, after the match, the big talking point—not that there wasn't many talking points throughout the whole thing because it was outstanding—but uh, we get Lorkin and Birch come down uh, and attack Bala afterwards on the ramp. Um, after a three-man, like three-on-one beatdown, the undisputed era's music hits. And they, they come down. Their, they, they took, took their, their sweet time, didn't they? Uh, <laughs> uh, this is uh, this is Adam Cole, Calarone, Adam Cole, Colorani, and Project Strong. Yeah. yeah. So they come down, um, and Lorkin uh, uh, Birch uh, managed to escape, um, uh, and as does Dunn. There's then an intense stare down between uh, O'Reilly. And Bala, obviously, given their past history, um, it seems that they're okay with each other. Undisputed Era go to throw out their, their signs. Doesn't uh, Riley? Doesn't Riley like put the he sort of helps Bala back up? Like helps him back up, puts shoulder. the title on his shoulder. Yeah. yeah. So he like acknowledges him, if if you will. Um, yeah. And sort yeah. of says to him like, "Yeah, you're you're the man. You know, it's fine." No. Yeah, yeah. So they they're all stood up in a line there. Um, Undisputed Era throw out their signs. Bala stood very much in amongst them. 
I popped already thinking, whoa, is he joining them? What's going on here? Is this, is this fucking awesome. Is, is this ballet club? Is, is this happening? it? Is this <laughs> what we're getting? Switch here. And then from out of fucking Ooh. nowhere, Adam Cole super kicks the fucking enamel off oh. Balor's teeth. That, <laughs> Lands that him. He's repaired again. Good grief. <laughs> he literally he kicks his soul out of his body. Like he, yeah. Connor Riley then is furious, gets right up in Adam Cole's face, questions what the fuck are you playing at? Uh, Roger Strong then tries to calm things down. And then from out of nowhere, Adam Cole super kicks Kyler Riley straight in the mush down to the mat. What the fuck is going on? Adam Cole walks off up the ramp. Kyler Riley, Finn Balor down in the ring. And Roger Strong just stood in between them, not knowing what the hell's going on or what to do. What a fucking no. ending. No, I, just, I, feel, I feel sorry for Bobby Fish because he's going to be coming back like that, um, like that community <laughs> gift with the pizza and everything's just on fire. And he's like, guys, I'm about, oh shit. <laughs> everything's fine. <laughs> this, is oh, fine. This, this, is, this is like one of those really exciting, this is one of those like really exciting booking decisions. Like, so me, me, me and Neil were talking about this in the brew because Neil watched it last night and we were talking about the brew today. And um, God, there's so many ways they can go with this now. Like, mm. do, you, do, you put, do you have Edge challenge Bala for the title at Mania? Have Edge take the title, then drop into Cole? Then you have Colby O'Reilly, and that's your next feud. And then you could always have, and Bobby Fish comes back, you could have O'Reilly and Fish be Red Dragon again. Like, you know what? Oh. what, what this, you can go anywhere with this. This is, this is like, so it's much. I am. Um, I had the chat with a mate of mine about it as well. And the theory that he had was very. One that was very intriguing to me, I was like, Ooh, I didn't even think of that, which was they've, they've kind of got that many irons in the fire with Finn Balor at the moment. Like He's like, he's got unfinished business with Caddy and Cross. He's got unfinished business with Adam Cole and Kyle Riley. He's got unfinished business with Pete Dunne. He's got unfinished business with Volta, who is yeah. imminently returning. Yeah. They, they used to do the, um, the big ladder match for the Intercontinental title. Hmm. WrestleMania, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk of doing an NXT title match. Now, if they did something like that, oh Christ, I oh. wouldn't be complaining. Definitely not. This is uh, huge. There's, there's no, so, like, say, so many, so many different avenues they can go down with this. I've used this, I've used this analogy in the AW podcast a few times, but this is like when you like break a piece of ice or a piece of glass and you get like all the ripples just sort of shoot out all like the little fractures yeah, and that's yeah, all like yeah. the potential all the potential storylines in this one moment it goes like spiraling out into like yeah. infinite distances and it's, it's, it's great it's great to be as a fan it's great when a company's in this position where you don't know what they're going to do everything they could do makes sense like nothing's a jump nothing's a swerve nothing's, yeah, like yeah, a, log- yeah. nothing's a, a leap of logic but there are just so many different places that they can take this this mm. angle to and, and these, these like these storylines which is phenomenal this is when you yeah. get like this is when you get proper edge of your seat entertainment and this that's is what it. we all want I remember a little right. while ago. Sorry, go on, Aaron. No, it's just if, uh, right. So obviously the show finishes with uh, Roderick Strong awkwardly in the ropes. Yeah, yeah. So basically, there's a video exclusive on YouTube. Oh, I saw this on the network. For the show for afterwards, where yeah. Kyle gets up and he's a bit like, "Oh fuck, what's happened?" Like he's a he is literally about to cry. Roderick yeah. Strong is not in that ring. Yeah, it's just him and Balor, isn't it? It's just him and Balor. So you're saying that Roddy yeah. fell in line? I'm, I'm saying Roddy's away with Mr. Cole. Bay Bay. 
in all of my versions Roddy just no Roddy <laughs> Roddy just hangs around with Cole and is like it's just a shit house mate who like, yeah. <laughs> we spoke about he's this like, a while he's ago like and... that guy who's like with the main jock who goes yeah yeah <laughs> doesn't do anything but stands behind a he mouse is, off he, he is the um, tell him Steve Dave's guy from Kevin Smith films <laughs> we said this a little while ago when Kyle O'Reilly started to get that bit of a kind of single singing heading into that first match of Balor and remember saying like oh there was talk of there being kind of like a face and a heel turn within the Undisputed Era and I think the talk was we thought that Cole and O'Reilly were going to be the faces coming out of it and Strong and Fish were going to be the heels coming out of it and we got half of that I guess um but this, yeah, it's just we? super. Well, we don't fish, know. O'Reilly's the O'Reilly's the face coming out of this, definitely. Yeah. And Cole's definitely the heel because he's the one that's broke them up. Mm. We just don't know where Fish and Strong are going to stand, but we've, yeah. we've got those two. Um, but yeah, can, this there can is, be a bit. There can be a bit of a power struggle, like a bit of a war for their souls within the within the, the fracturing group now, can't they? Which is, mm. which well, is we're going to get undisputed era and undisputed era two thousand. <laughs> Undisputed Era Wolfpack. Wolf <laughs> um, I, I um, I heard something as well. Um, it was Pro Wrestling Unlimited who usually get like quite a bit of stuff right. Um, they actually said that Adam Cole um has been wanted on main roster since last year, so January oh. January twenty twenty. They wanted Don't. it. Don't do, don't, it. don't do it, Adam. Stay where it's safe. It. Oh, God. Well, Triple H said that if if they're going to do that, he wants to do like a big storyline for him to leave on. So this would be the, the big story to leave on. I mean, I mean, he literally died to leave New Japan, didn't he? So. Yeah. <laughs> he did, yeah. He literally got murdered on BTE by Kenny, Kenny Omega to get signed by WWE. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it it seems like this is kind of like the end game of Adam Cole's NXT run. But I mean, if Who if he's going it? out like if he's going out like this, fuck me, like he's going out with an absolute bang, not a yeah. whisper. Which yeah. at, at the end of the day, as well, like look at how he's been using the last like sort of two three months. He's not really talking anywhere much. near the title picture, is he? No, he's just been um, there as like Kyle O'Reilly's like fucking. He's been. What's the He's word? Been the to Kyle O'Reilly since uh, War yeah. Games, but that, yeah. that was the thing. Like that, they they said they basically said that they want to bit like elevate Adam Cole more, split him off from the Undisputed Era, but also elevate Kyle O'Reilly and as the guy who's going to be taking his place. Mm. Something that NXT do very well anyway. Like yeah, we were talking yeah. before about Raquel Gonzalez being like the person who's just walked into Rhea Ripley's role. Yeah, yeah, who yeah. Walked into Shayna Baszler's role. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's it's good to see at least they're not like leaving themselves with a massive hole like when Alistair Black left mm, absolutely sweet well that wraps up our... can we do our, our highs lows yeah and, yeah that's what I was going to do yeah yeah um, the grades as well before I forget indeed so yeah that wraps things up for uh, for NXT Vengeance Day and our review what were our highs and lows? Uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Uh, my low is is going to be the main event. Like, wow, sorry, sorry boys, uh, not the women's uh, match. No, I enjoyed it. 
I did not enjoy it. I just think it was the weakest on the card. I didn't. Mm. It was abruptly finished, but I preferred it to Balor and Dunn. Okay. Um, and my high, I'm going to go the men's dusty final. Aye, that's what I'm going to go for. Sweet. Do you want to go next big tasty or yeah, I don't mind. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take. I mean, I say this all the time on on Edo, but like we use we use the term low <laughs> very very <laughs> differently here. This is this yeah. is this is the least great match as opposed to the worst match. Yeah, on this card tonight because there is not a bad match. There's not a match here that I would, if you said to me, right, we need to watch this match again right now, I would be like, okay, anyone of these, let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll I'll take the women's match, the women's triple threat. Again, it's just if it was the most in a, as I said before, on a card of four, four, four and a half star plus matches, this was a three and a half star match, which is still comfortably above average. Um, <laughs> yes, absolutely, it was just it, it was just the, it was just the most it it was just the most disjointed and the most like sort of yeah, just discombobulated. Mm. And for my high, I'm also having the men. I mean, I'm, I'm a tag team pillar, so I will also have the men's tag match. Because nice. it was just everything I wanted. And that Doomsday device it made my neck hurt. Oh, yes, so, it did. Made the kids Sorry. cry. <laughs> um, for me, I'm going to say my low was the, not not the match itself, but just the length of uh, the women's triple threat. I would have, it, it felt like it was just starting to get going. Mm. It was coming to its end. Um, it, felt like, it felt like there was a really good final five minutes there we just didn't get. Yeah, yeah. It, felt like they, yeah. it felt like they could have added not even five minutes, like they could have added like two or three minutes on and it would have it would have made the match the match like a lot better. Give um, me a, give me an Okada five minutes on that match and we're in business. Oh no, Okada five minutes is like an hour for most people. <laughs> Okada doesn't the last five minutes of a match well like most people do in fucking an hour's fucking match or half an hour of build. <laughs> Um, and my high uh, this is hard because <laughs> you guys both said the Dusty Classic I'll say Gargano Kashida but they were both on a par for me um, yeah those two were the honourable uh, honourable mention to the Cameron Grimes music video as well fuck yeah <laughs> that, that it, if, if, the, if it wasn't for the fact that we had like legitimately like three or four match of the year contenders on this show um, I probably would have said that mm-hmm. <laughs> but I feel like it would have been disrespectful to them to to say the funny music video was my favourite part of the show <laughs> <laughs> fair enough what you um, yeah my low women's match as well uh, and like I say it's, it wasn't a bad match it was just everything else around it really, really stood out. It would have benefited from that extra couple of minutes. I can't really say anything more um, than what's already been said about it. Um, but I enjoyed it. And if that match was on any Raw or SmackDown uh, weekly show or or pay-per-view, it would have been a standout. But just everything else was so good on the card. Um, and my high, this is so difficult. Um, I want to say Finn and Dunn. I really, really enjoyed that. But Kushida and Gargano was outstanding. But I am probably going to have to go with the men's Dusty Tag Team Classic. It was just, yeah, fucking tag team wrestling at its finest. I fucking loved it. So good. Uh, And our scores, 
What are we giving this out of 10, fellas? Aaron? Eight. I'll give it. Okay. Uh, tasty? Before I do, I just want to very quickly give a, a special, like, shout out. None of us mentioned it on our, on our episode, on our highs. Uh, the women's dusty classic final was also an excellent, excellent match. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes. Fully, fully stands up on this card of excellent matches. Um, oh, for sure. If, if it weren't for the fact that Zach Gibson was from Liverpool and was in the men's one, I would have picked it as well as It was that close. Uh, but I will give this a big nine for me. Nice. Jay? I too will give it a big nine. That's three nines because I'm giving it one as well. This was, it's, it almost feels redundant when you say, ah, so this is a really good take because there isn't a takeover that's ever really bad. Like they're always pretty, pretty good. Um, but this one for me was one of the best in, in a good while. I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to preach or evangelize, but seriously, if you cannot, <laughs> if you cannot find two and a half hours out of your week to watch this show, yeah, you owe what it to you yourself. You, if you're a wrestling fan, you owe it to yourself to make two and a half hours. You have yeah, just, don't, watch just don't watch Raw. Don't, don't and watch that instead. <laughs> yeah. sack, off, sack off the pre-show for the stream. It's not like two hours long and watch this instead. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. That puts a bow on everything for NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day. Where can people get at us on, uh, on social media, Aaron? Um, you can get us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, and you can see all our live streams, our past live streams of gaming and watch alongs. Um, you can go to Twitch and get all of that, the exact same thing, at Untitled Rest Pod. Uh, and you can also see us at Untitled Rest Pod on the Twitter for the absolute banners and all our podcast shit and stuff and bants and fish. Wow. <laughs> Fucking, you've you've sold it, mate. I'll do it. I'll follow you. I'll follow you wherever you are. I'll follow you, I'll follow you through the gates of hell. <laughs> uh, Jay, where can people go if they want some stuff for their facial fuzz? Um, they can go to thatchface.com. Uh, use the code TroyXL85 to get twenty percent off. They have all kinds of beard care products, uh, brushes, combs. Uh, beard oils, beard three, bombs. three fantastic flavors or scents of, of beard oil. Ooh. Oh yeah, um, and I believe you said they had a lot of uh, clothing options as well. Now, yeah, they've got some really nice hoodies. They've got flip flops, beanies, uh, wash bags and stuff, t-shirts. <laughs> really nice stuff. Sweet looking bundles as well with like the brushes and the oils or yeah, yeah. And everything in like little bags. Look real nice. And I think they're still do- still doing free shipping on stuff over forty pounds. So get involved. And finally, Tasty, if people want some wrestling-themed beer, where can they go? Uh, you can go to topropebrewing.com. Uh, we have literally this day, this very day, as I speak to you now, we have just canned we, we canned 5,000 cans of beer today, so go and buy some. Jesus. Um, I was just, I was cute, I was sampling one as we recorded this podcast, and they're, they're tasting really nice. So they're not quite up on the shop yet. I think we're, we're going to pop them on next week because um, we want the trade stuff to go first. So you, all the... Um, we're going to have a list of all the information on how you get them. It'll be on our social media. Keep an eye on that, on our Twitter, on our Facebook, whatever. However you like your social media. But yeah, topofbrewing.com. Hit us up next week for some sweet new beers. Nice. Thank you very, very much for joining us, guys. We appreciate it as always. Until the next time, look after yourselves. Bye. 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 Have another scene, boys.
<laughs> well, for those of you who are listening, that one says Dean Titty Master Ambrose. Titty Master Ambrose. I was wondering how long it would take Aaron to bust out Titty Master. <laughs> I thought it would have been one of his first ones. There's a French person never here. Dean Titty Master Ambrose. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing.